You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Will you say potential double chin? Hold on a second. It's a double TCL chin. is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Driven to right. It's deep to right. It's home run number 200 on the season for the Twins. Want to know to Cruz on the ground, and that's a base hit. There's a blast to left, and Cruz hits another tape measure shot. Number 26 on the year. A high fly to deep left field, and that ball is beat and gone. Buxton hitting his 10th, and listen to the Twins fans here in Miami. That is the one thing to keep in mind. Mackie and Judd with Rami here on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app, and we'll get to your Twins vent line calls Don, Joe, Dan, Eric, Ron, and anybody else who wants to chime in once the phone lines unclog here. This lineup is the stake on the plate for the Twins. You know, it's uh, you need pitching to win and you need a bullpen to win, but it's pretty rare that the Twins have the best lineup in baseball. I mean, maybe there's been a couple other times. I mean, 2006, for periods of time, they had the best lineup in baseball. So it's kind of a weird alternate universe we're living in here where the Twins are hitting for power instead of the par- the piranhas, yeah. Were, right? Yeah. So they've got, regardless of of what the holes are still in their pitching staff, they don't have holes in that lineup, and Byron Buxton's back, and so you can still hang your hat on but that lineup for the next two or three months. Sure you can, but if you face good pitching like Houston's going to have, it changes the dynamic. I just... I give the Twins credit for beating teams like the White Sox and Marlins, but I also realize those teams aren't very good, which is why Cleveland beat those teams too. So my issue is I always come back to, and this is why why to me it was so instructive to watch the Yankee series, because that series sort of took you down the path of this is what you need to do to beat the big boys. And the Yankees pitching is not good. So that, that was not the Astros series, but at least it gave you an idea of, okay, the top of the American League, here's how it's laid out. And where you're right is you've got the offense to be one of the best teams in in the AL. That's that's what's weird about this and frustrating to me is you see things and say, oh, yeah, this is real. And this offense is real. But this offense deserves, I think, every bit of support that you could potentially get it. And they got it some today. And in the past five days between uh, the Dyson trade and the Romo trade, they got the bullpen some help. But what they didn't do is they didn't pull the trigger on the one thing that we had been talking about, which is if you solidified, if you had the top of that rotation with this lineup, you're giving yourself a World Series chance. Mm-hmm. And But I do, you know, when they beat the Marlins, when they beat the White Sox, that's all well and good, and that's great, and the Twins should, they're, that, they're a good team. But that is not instructive to me. I now expect yeah. that, and they should, and they should win. They're not going to win them all, but they should win the majority of those games. I just find it... Uh... It's tough, and people are. There's a lot of people in my Twitter timeline that are just throwing the last few years of twins back and forth in my face, saying, "Hey, Mackie, I thought you said when the window was open. Trust me, they'll make a trade." 
Well, they that's the thing. They they have made some trades for really good late inning relievers in Sergio Romo and in Sam Dyson. Um, but I understand what you're saying. We're t- we're not talking about that kind of a trade. We're talking about a big trade. A Noah Syndergaard, Zach Greinke, David Price a few years ago. That level trade when you're ready to really push forward and win the World Series. And I thought they would. I thought they would, and I was wrong. So if you're if you're coming at me, yes, I was wrong. But I thought they asked, would, I thought they would go bigger than they did. But you asked a very good question, and that's this: If not now, when? What is that time? What does that time look like? This, to me, is that time. If you could tell me, if you could give me a litany of of compelling reasons why it didn't make sense, now I might say, oh, okay, I get that. If you could tell me the Yankees and Red Sox are going to kick your butt, or or going into today, Houston, you just you don't match up. You're going to get killed. If you had been swept by them, I might say, yeah, you know, the, the Twins are good enough to, uh, to make the playoffs. And certainly... Some of those tw- uh, Twins teams that won the division and went to the playoffs, not every one of those did you say, well, that team's going to be a juggernaut. But this team has a special feel to it. And when you see what this offense can do, and you took the two steps to get the bullpen help. You took steps. Good for you. But you had to fire one really tough-to-fire bullet, and you just couldn't do it. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Don in Minneapolis, thanks for, if you're still awake, thanks for hanging on there for a long time. We appreciate it. You're up. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Listen, I've been listening to your take for the last hour or whatever, and uh, I just really think that they should have got a starting pitcher. Like, regardless of which one it was, they should have got a starting pitcher. Like, you keep saying, who are you going to start after Barrios? Like, there's nobody to start after Barrios. If you come down to, like, game three of a series and say they're down 0-2, who are you going to trap out there? You can't put Barrios out there again, so you need another pitcher. The offense is great. They've been looking good, but every 10 years you got a good team. Like, the last time they won the World Series was 1991. Before that, it was 87. Like, you, when it's time to make a move, you just got to make a move and just go from there, you know? You can't be thinking about, oh, I want to hold this prospect, and I want to next year, next year. How many next years have we got? Do you know how long 1991 was? They keep saying next year since then. I'll hang up and listen. Don, thank you for the phone call. And by the way, we we want your feedback on this. We want your feedback, uh, 651-646-8255. Don puts it pretty well, don't you think? That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. You just don't name me, besides the Vikings perhaps, because they've been a bit uh, different with their success film, name me Wolves, Wild Twins, how many times you feel like, okay, this is it. Yeah, I'm comfortable with them. This is the first time since 2010, and even in 2010, I I remember like writing something in 2010 covering that team, essentially saying, "Yeah, you know, I I, I see their logic with Aaron Hicks. I think Eric at the time, yeah, Aaron Hicks is going to be a cornerstone player for a long time. I'm okay with you're just going to roll the dice, and Carl Pavano and Francisco Liriano are going to have to beat the Yankees. Well, they didn't. Would Cliff Lee have beat the Yankees? There's no guarantees." There's no there's there's fewer guarantees in baseball when you're making moves like this or when you're deciding to not make moves like this than in the NFL where if the if you put uh Tom Brady in his prime on this Vikings team, this Vikings team would almost be guaranteed to win the Super Bowl. Like if you just if if you took instead of the 15th best quarterback, you've got the greatest quarterback of all time, you're going from I don't know like a 5 or 10% chance to win the Super Bowl to a Literally like a 70% chance to win the Super Bowl. I know that odds 
bookmakers wouldn't say that. Um, but I was, I was, and still am, even this offseason, I'm comfortable in this window giving up really good pieces that are going to be really good for other teams' prospects in trades. I'm fine with it. Like I was fine with, once we got to the trade deadline, I was fine with giving up an Alex Kirloff in the right move. Yep. Well, what if he blows up with another team? Aren't you going to rip the Twins? No. No. Now, they, they can still win the division, and they can still make some noise in October, but we're all going to be sitting here. If they get beat by the Astros or the Yankees in a series because they didn't have enough arms, we're all going to be sitting here looking back at the trade deadline saying, I eh, probably should have given up uh, Alex Kirloff. And what's the percentage that of the Kirloffs, Lewis's go down that list. What's the percentage of those guys who turn out to come up and be superstars? You know, Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton, right? A, a, a superstar on the cusp for how long now? Since the day he was drafted. Now is figuring it out. Now, defensively, he's gifted, and it's great to watch. But think about that. Think about how many of these guys. Th- this is not a. This is not m- making the second overall pick in the football draft, where you're pretty doggone sure that's going to be a really good player, mm-hmm. right? This is years of being in the minors, potential struggles, working th- those out. Sometimes you work those out and you're really successful, and guess what? Sometimes you don't. So you tell me that. How many of these guys are going? were going to um, ascend through, let's say, the Mets organization, step foot on the field, and bang, be successful, and you say, boy, we shouldn't have done that. Baseball is a process. Anybody who trades for prospects is taking a calculated risk as well, right? Mm -hmm. More so than most sports. So that's the thing about this is I don't think you'd be saying in 2021, Alex Kirloff, my God, he's Ted Williams. That was a mistake. Might come up, might struggle. And meanwhile, you would have given yourself at least a much better chance if you could have gotten a pitcher to plug into that rotation to feel good about your opportunity. Maggie and Jeb with Rami. Let's go to uh, the Twins vent lines here. Ron in Apple Valley, you're on the show. Hey, Ron, you there? I, uh, yeah, I'm here. Um, just wanted to comment on a couple of things that I um, have, have heard about today. Um, first of all, I'm in the corner of also being very disappointed. Uh, I really think the Twins missed out on an opportunity and agree with what you guys have been talking about all day about how um, this opportunity only comes around once in a long time, and there's no guarantees that this is going to be that, this way next year with this lineup. This is one of the most potent lineups I've seen in a long time for any team, let alone the Twins. Uh, the one guy in that lineup, I think that um, he, he does get some talk, but I, I think he, he's totally underrated in my opinion. And that is Byron Buxton. I, I, I think in that, uh, in those two series that we lost or t- we split with the Oakland Athletics and then we lost to the Yankees, I think we could have won both of those series if Byron Buxton would have been in the lineup. You take, uh, the ball that was hit out to Jake Cave. Yeah. Byron Buxton would have caught that easily. And there was a couple of balls that were hit up out to Max Kepler that I think would have been caught too. So I think we could have very easily won both of those series, but, I wanted to get you guys' opinion on a pitcher that was traded today that I think would have made a really, really good uh, acquisition for them. And that was the guy that pitched last night for the Marlins. I saw that he got traded for the top prospect from the Diamondbacks. And that was uh, Zach, uh, trying to remember what his yeah, last name uh, is. It starts with a G, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name, uh, but yeah. 
but he, he pitched very well for the Marlins last night, and he would have been under control for the Twins for six more years. He's a rookie. Yeah, Zach Gallen. Has, Zach Gallen, yeah. Yes, that's his name, yeah. He pitched really well last night, and he pitched well all year. So I think they, they, uh, the Diamondbacks gave up their top prospect for him, and I don't know if that would have been too steep for the Twins, but I, I think they could have had him. Yeah, that's a... That's the thing. Like, we just don't know. We don't know what was offered and what wasn't. We don't know. Because obviously, the Twins could have gone to the crazy Mets. It's, if the Twins, if the Twins, let's, let's paint this scenario for just a second. Let's say the Twins said, you know what? Zach Grinky, two and a half years left, and you're going to have to eat. Like, you're going to have to pay like $30 million a year the next. It's, it's, a, it's a steep cost. And he's, they're going to be 36 years old in a couple months here. If if their argument was that's just not like we're we're more in on Syndergaard than we would be on Zach Greinke, which I would have agreed with, by the way. Me too. And then you keep going down that path, and the Twins are talking to the crazy New York Mets and mm-hmm. Brody Van, what's his name? Wagon and uh, Brody, and, the, and they say yeah, Brody, 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 Brody. That's, that's what, what I call him. him, Brodo, Brodo. Yeah, he's running rotisserie baseball league. And they say, all right, we're definitely willing to talk top top prospects. We're we're willing to trade an Alex Kirloff, another top ten prospect, and then somebody else in our top twenty, and maybe even like Luis Arise, a major league player right now. We like, and the Mets are saying we want Byron Buxton. We want no, we want Byron Buxton, and they're just and they're just weird because they're the Mets, right? Yep. We don't know. Like that conversation could have taken place, and if you're just banging your head against a wall with the Mets and. You're just philosophically and strategically opposed to adding a 36-year-old starting pitcher with two years left on his contract. Like that's that's the unknown part that, okay. we, that, that I struggle. Let's with. Let's go back to the simplest one to me too, because we don't know here. But I'm not. I am not w- willing to believe that this team simply pulled the trigger on what seems like an odd trade, and you couldn't have reinserted yourself into the talks. And it's the Marcus Stroman trade. Those are the number six and seven prospects from the Mets. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that hurts a little bit. I'm sure it does. There are a couple pitchers. They might be good. I'm not willing, though, to just buy into, well, the, the Blue Jays just went crazy and called the Mets and said, we'll take it. Like, you got to, that's part of the art of the deal. You got to be there. And you got to say, no, 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 we will come in with a better offer. It's not going to be, it's not going to be blow that out of the water necessarily, but it's going to be better, right? The Stroman trade comes off to me as a very weird deal. And, and I'm not willing to just accept, well, the Blue Jays lost their marbles and made that trade. There's give and take there. There's an ability to get back in. There's an ability to do whatever you have to do. Fly to Toronto, be in Skydome, be at their door, knocking down their door saying, no, here's what the Minnesota Twins will trade you. Marcus, If we were talking, if they had gotten Marcus Stroman on Sunday, and right now we were talking about within the course of five days, they got Sergio Romo, Marcus Stroman as a starter, and Sam, Sam Dyson. Dyson today. And they did we'd, give up Kirloff and, and Lewis. And Houston had gotten Granky. We'd all still be saying, that's pretty damn good. And then you move Martin Perez to the bullpen. And to be clear, too, I am not... The fact the Astros got Granky is frustrating because you, you saw a team that won a World Series in 2017 be ultra-aggressive. Good for them. That's cool. But I'm not insinuating that Granky should have come here. What I am saying is you should have made a trade for a starter. Yep. I agree with that. Logic. So I'm not, but I'm not. So I'm not saying you should have taken the contract. And he's 36. There's a lot of things about Granky that I'm like, okay, I don't know about that one. 
But that doesn't mean I'm allowing the Twins off the hook for one second for not getting a starter. And if that starter had been Strowman, our conversation right now, entirely different. Yeah. So we'll get to Sean. We'll get to Joe and Dan and Eric. We have one line open right now. Twins vent lines, 651-646-8255. Or Twins twins optimistic lines, if you want to chime in and you think we're just being a little bit too fatalistic here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Welcome back to the show. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app, by the way. And R- Rami is uh, hes going to be out for the rest of the week. He's out at the Milwaukee Comedy Fest. And uh, if you want to if you want to tweet your twins takes at him, he's just Rami is tweeting on Twitter or Rami is gramming on Instagram. Um, we're going to get to more of your calls. Joe, Dan, Eric, Mark, we'll talk to you. It's Twins Vent Line. And we've kind of said our piece. We And we've been talking about it during the break, too. It's just... The Twins got better in the last week. Sergio Romo, Sam Dyson, those yeah. are two really good relievers. The yeah. Twins got better. Yes. but and the, and the Twins got better than the Yankees got because the Yankees really didn't do anything. The Yankees, I think the Yankees added like a minor league pitcher today from yeah. Colorado at the deadline. They so ended up doing almost nothing. The, Yankee, the, the Twins gained ground on the Yankees, but I think the Twins lost ground on the Indians and the Twins lost ground on the Astros. Can I just say something, too, that the Twins by not doing more, did. It's not just that they lost ground. They had an opportunity to make what I think for for the new regime here was a really important statement as well. A statement of, this isn't your father's twins, and here's here's where when we see the opportunity presented to us, we take it. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Like, that's the... Dis- I feel a lingering disappointment about the whole thing. Yeah, it's... Um... Like that, though. It's not like... Cause it's not... Okay, the Granky, the Granky thing blew your socks off, and I completely get that. But I guess I had, a, and shame on me, ultimately, I guess I had sort of a blind faith that, okay, these guys are going to do what it takes. Because because to go back to what uh, Thad Levine said in the winter, you know, we don't know if the window's going to be open, but when it is, essentially, we're going to pounce. Yeah. It's really open. It, it is. was really open. It is. So it's more of a lingering disappointment about what I thought was going to happen versus what happened. Yeah. And ultimately, I guess that comes back on me, but you know, disappointing. I'm. I'm going to make a commitment here. I, I want to let the season play out. I'm not going to. I'm not going to beat this horse from now until the end of the year because there's no. I mean, the Twins have said, without saying directly, we believe the current roster with a couple extra bullpen arms is good enough. If their if their stated goal is to win the World Series, and maybe it's not, but if their stated goal is to win the World Series, they're basically saying, we love what we have. We added a couple good bullpen arms and a couple good clubhouse guys, and uh, we're just ready to take on the Yankees and the Astros in the postseason. I'm going to give personal. I'm not. You do whatever you want. I'm going to. You rip them up and down for two months for uh, on your side. I'm going to. I'm going to let that play out. I'm going to see what happens and see what happens in October. But rest assured, if they get beaten five or six games or get swept by the Yankees. And it's just very obvious the starting pitching they rolled out was not good enough. Yep. Or they get into an Astro series. Yep. Right now, if they get into an Astro series, tail of the tape. The Astros are rolling out Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, who strikes out 14 batters per nine innings, which is a major league record. He's on pace for like 350 strikeouts or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And Zach Greinke is their number three starter right now. So so you're what you're saying against the Astros is, Pitching staff doesn't match up, but all the other areas 
we we feel confident that we can go toe to toe and and compete with the Astros. And if they don't, and if they can't, and if starting pitching is the obvious deficiency, we're all going to point back to July 31st. So here's what I'll tell you quickly, because we've been doing the show for a long time. And a lot of times people get hired and say the right things and, and you like them and praise them. And that's fine. But my philosophy is I like what you're doing, but when it gets to crunch time, when there comes a week or a day where you can prove yourself, let's see that. Rosas, right? Like, we have no idea. And and he might get to a day where the Wolves are starting to get pretty damn good and he signs a guy or makes a trade and you're like, okay, uh-huh. That, that confirms what I thought I believed. Today was a day, and the last month has been a time, where Falvey's had a chance to say, all right, you, you believed in me, and I get that, and now I'm showing you people, and not just fans, not just media, the clubhouse too, that I know when to pounce. I know when to do something that might be a little bit treacherous, but it also might win a World Series, a championship. And I'm disappointed that we didn't see that today. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, Sergio Romo and Sam Dyson don't cover that. And for the record, I'm just going through MLB Pipeline, the Twins prospect rankings. I don't believe they gave up one of their top. I know they didn't give up one of their top 10 prospects at this deadline. And I don't believe they gave up one of their top 15 prospects. Um, in fact, the email just came in, the Sam Dyson email. Let me just, let me just find this one. I think these guys were down the ladder. Like we're talking Derek about went, Derek went through them. Jalen Davis. Yeah. Prelander Baroa and Kai Wee Tang. Yeah. Uh, 2021. I'm still going here. Um, none of these guys show up in the top. I think Derek 30 MLB prospect pipeline list. I think Derek had them all in the twenties for the twins. I think they were all in the 20s for the Twins. I mean, I don't even think they're in the 20s. I think they're outside the 20s. For the Twins? So they just, yes. I'm in. I'm, in oh, the, I'm on the on Twins the... top 30 list right okay, now. Okay, because he, he went to Fangraphs, and I thought he found them all all grouped somewhere around in the 20s to 30. It can, some of it depends on what list you're, like if he's sure. looking at Fangraphs, I'm but looking at MLB.com. But the point is, they're, they're not, not top 20 Twins. Yeah. They're not top 20 organizational prospects. Right. That's amazing. Like, they didn't, they didn't give up a top 20 organizational prospect to help this year's team. That's so rippable. It just is. And 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 I'm not going to do it every day because they deserve to let this thing play out the way that they want it to play out. But you're tempted? But no, we're going to have some we're going to have some no, tough conversations right. with our buddies twins Where here was at the end of the year. Luis Diaz, who they traded uh the first baseman to the Marlins on Saturday for Sergio Romo. Where's he on that list or where was Between he? 25 and 30, I believe. Okay. So that's about as high as they went. Interesting. 651-646-8255. We'll get back into the Twins vent lines here in a second, but two quick shout-outs. Thank you to everyone who has downloaded the Score North mobile app. Uh, it's your one-stop shop for live Score North programming, for on-demand Score North podcasts, and also for written content from guys like Judd and Matthew and Derek and uh, Danny Cunningham. So if you're looking for a one-stop Score North shop, the Score North mobile app is free to download in the Apple Store and in the Google Play Store if you have an Android device. And uh, we also, from time to time, we gave away Twins-Yankees tickets app-exclusive a couple weeks ago. So we're going to have, actually, we're going to have the state fairs coming up. And I was just in a meeting yesterday. We're going to give away something awesome during the state fair period. But you got to have the app if you want to win said prize. So it's free to download. Thank you so much to everyone who's downloaded it so far. The best thing you can do to help score North in our first six months here is download our mobile app. We just it's 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 our easiest way to connect with you and send you push notifications. You can turn those off if you want to. We don't have to bombard you. Uh, and also this coming Tuesday, 
we have a super fun Score North Twin Show event with Glenn Perkins live, quote-unquote, live to tape uh, or tape to live, however you want it. We're going to tape a Score North Twin Show. It's live for you, though, if you're there. Yeah, it's live for you, and you get a free beer from Modest. And the tickets <laughs> are free. 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock, Glenn Perkins, myself, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore. Uh, we're going to have other giveaways throughout the night as well. 5 to 7 p.m. If you want tickets, it's free, but you got to register so that uh, we can cross your name off a list when you show up and get you that free beer from Modest. Scorenorth.com. That's S-K-O-R-North.com slash Glenn. Scorenorth.com slash Glenn. Will in St. Paul, you're on Twins Ventline with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Hey, Will, what's going on, man? Will? All right, we got to say goodbye to Will. We're uh, moving fast here. Joe in Mendota Heights, you're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami, Twins Ventline. Hi, guys. I want to ask you a question. And before that, uh, what's up with Snake and me, Um, Don from Apple Valley, and Will, who was a no-show, was before me. And I've been on hold for the half an hour. But anyhow. Hey, you're you're only halfway to the record. We had two dudes on hold for an hour on the show today. I know, but you We should throw you back on for 30 minutes. Get a new producer. Jonathan, you're fired. Um, Anyhow, (laughs) Jonathan, I love you, buddy. Anyhow. Way after the fact. I want to ask you something here. Now, tell me this. Beginning of the season, did you think the Twins were really going to be in this position and be in first place for most of the season? No. So, to you, I know you guys are just doing your jobs playing devil's advocate, but all these Twins fans that are freaking out right now, calm down, okay? Calm down. Everybody's freaking out. Oh, we didn't get a starting pitcher. We didn't get Rinky, Rinky, whatever the heck his name is. And, <laughs> um, like, they know what they're doing. So everybody relax and just let them do their job. I would say this, and then Joe. After the season, if we don't make it, then start ripping on them. But don't fly off the handle. Well, I mean, well, Joe, thank, thanks for the call. We're going to get to some other ones too. I agree with that last part. Let's let, we'll let this thing play out and we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm, I'll speak for us in, in this room because we've had the conversations on a daily basis on the show. We agree they know what they're doing. You and I do. Like we disagree on a lot of things on the show, but we agree. And stop me if I'm wrong. They know what they're doing. They've built an incredible structure and organization, and they've squeezed life out of Byron Buxton and Max Kepler. These dudes are having career seasons and have broken out under the watch of the system that Thad Levine and Derek Falvey have put together. My question isn't whether they know what they're doing. My question is, do they have gamble? Do they have a little gamble at a time? Are they willing to put a bunch of chips in the middle when it might not make 100% logical sense when you when you want to just that last little piece to win a World Series, do you have do you have that gamble in you that you need to win a World Series? And I, I think without a shadow of a doubt, today was a test too. T- today was an incredibly important day to say, are you willing to see and acknowledge what we've all seen, which is this is a very good team that needs upgrades, and, and the upgrades aren't. It's not it's not as if you said to yourself, well, we need a left fielder and we need a third baseman and we need a starting pitcher and we need this and we need what the shortcomings of this baseball team were very clear. And the other thing, too, is to your point about the gamble is 
If not today, when do you gamble? When do you take that chance? When do you say, okay, this team could do something really special? Not it could be making the playoffs. This this franchise uh, pre-Falvey for a long time, the 2000s, Phil, as you recall, because you covered a lot of them, were great. He made a lot of playoff runs. But eventually you said to yourself, but they lost in the first round almost every time. Right? So opportunity was presented. I think it's very important and instructive to see what people do when opportunity is presented when you don't know what they're going to do. And the fact that they didn't take that next step has to be considered somewhat disappointing. Yeah. I, I don't think that you can just listen. I think these guys are smart, but I, I also think it's dumb at some point in time to say, well, I just trust them and whatever they do is fine. That's not how life works. There's also a couple like like Ernest just tweeted and he said, the Astros won the World Series today. Totally happy with where the Twins are at. It's been a great season. I guess that's another way to look at it. That Well, the Astros won the World that's so, Series that's, anyways. That's so. such a Minnesota <laughs> look in some ways. Dan in Rochester, you're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. It's Twins Vent Line. Well, I'm happy to be on on these last few hours of holding my cell phone while I'm driving because I know i got to go hands-free tomorrow. Tomorrow, That's yeah. a big yeah. ticket now. Yep. Well, as for the Twins, um, I think a lot of people are a little uh, heebie-jeebie about a lot of things here. But here's the thing is that I don't think the Twins wanted to get a $30 million a year arm. I think it would have been more of, well, uh, like a Joe Maurer in the clubhouse type of thing, look who's making all this money type of attitude. Uh, The second thing, it involves disciplined play to play uh, appearances, disciplined at bats. And I think the Oakland A's showed the world uh, when they were with uh, taking on the Twins that when you have disciplined batters doing disciplined things instead of trying to be heroes, then you can. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I hope nothing bad happened. Maybe. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe, maybe the, uh, the police shut him down. I was just going to say, maybe it went into effect seven hours early. Zap that phone out of his hand. Hands free thing's going to be tough for some people. I'm sure that I'm sure that point was going to be amazing at the end there too. Eric in Minneapolis, you're on. What's Twins going on, guys? Oh, hey, man, yeah. I just got a few takes. I, I'm I'm just I'm thoroughly disappointed they didn't add a starting pitcher. Um, I mean, we've got some nice arms in the rotation. They're having decent years, yada yada yada. But what's one thing we don't have besides Jose Barrios? We don't have a guy. We don't have a guy. That, we don't have a, a guy with filthy stuff that can strike people out. And people need to realize in October. The ball doesn't fly as much as it does right now. So your offense is going to be taken out a little bit. And you're going to be playing 3-2, to 2-1 two, two to games. I mean, are, are you comfortable with the staff we have to be able to pitch in games like that? I'm not, aside from Barrios. I mean, um, Odorizzi doesn't have a strikeout pitch. Um, Gibson doesn't have a strikeout pitch. That's why these guys throw 105 pitches through five innings. It's because they, you know, they get to those three and two counts and they, and they don't have a pitch that can strike somebody out. These yeah. guys just continue to foul balls off, and, you know, the Yankees and Astros, I mean, they have great lineups. I know. I just think we'll get destroyed in the playoffs, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie downer. But no, no, they got to prove just it. Just the reality. Yeah, Eric, thanks for, thanks for the call. Just a quick nugget to add to this, because this is something I'm sure the Twins are looking at when they're deciding how many top prospects do we want to give up to add a rotation piece. Um, according to our buddy uh, Kenny Chia, Royce and Chia are tweeting back and forth here. Yeah, and he start says, to Yep. Better than that. Uh, at least what I'm seeing on ESPN.com, the Twins are third in the American League in staff ERA and fifth in major leagues 
with a 3.84 starters ERA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royce, he has him fourth in the American League and sixth in Major League Baseball with a 4.03 overall staff ERA, or uh, starting staff ERA. Barrios, Gibson, Orizzi, Pernada, uh, Perez. I get, but he, here's where you got to be a little careful. I, I You look at that and you say, well, why would you add another starter? We got one of the top five rotation ERAs in all of baseball. And this is coming from a stat geek over here, right? And you can look at, at some of the more advanced numbers and and the Twins do have, I believe, uh, top five wins above replacement staff and bullpen as well. But again, do you have the guys in that rotation that you feel comfortable? Is Are you comfortable with Kyle Gibson against the Yankees lineup going six quality? Yes. That's the question. Well, yeah, but that's... This is my point about you're playing, and it's just a cycle of baseball. Phil, you're playing and pitching against a lot of teams this year that aren't that good, and you're beating them, and you should beat them. And guess what happens then? Your starters and bullpen look okay. Last night, okay? Let's take last night. Last night is the poster child. You won 2-1, to one, right? You went Duffy against the Marlins. Looked pretty damn good, didn't he? To Romo. To Rogers. Now, the last two I don't mind. But my point is, now let's transport Tyler Duffy back here to the Yankee series. Yeah. And did you trust it? What happened? So the overall statistical analysis of where the Twins fall, if you watch the games, you can see why. This is why, and, and unlike the guy on the Twins show, the caller today, is that Judd doesn't like analytics. He doesn't, but that's not true. That's not true. I think they're very instructive. I think they can really help you. I think they're great. But the issue is you also have to watch the games. And the question becomes, in your mind, how do you get there? What helps you, too, statistically? What helps you? It doesn't help me to look at the Twins' overall statistics when, they are, when they're playing the White Sox, the Royals, the Tigers. I can go down that entire list. Yeah, It doesn't help me. And you can be like, well, they're great. And I can tell you, yeah, they're great. I can tell you why. Those teams aren't good. Mm-hmm. But, the window, but, but to finish my point, the window is open. Partially because you're taking advantage of that. And that uh, good for you on that. Good on you for that. Worth noting, Dustin Morris, Twins uh, uh, Twins PR director, retweeted this article from Fangraphs. I think he senses that people are not happy with the Twins at this deadline. But Fangraphs is a very credible, <laughs> analytically driven baseball analysis website. And Fangraphs says Twins get best reliever traded at the deadline in Sam Dyson. Sam Dyson is one of the most underrated relievers in all of baseball. I think people forget about him. He was a closer in Texas for a couple of years. He had one bad year, right? He had a terrible year two I, years ago. I remember ago. that year. He was falling apart. He had like a six ERA and got DFA'd by the Rangers. But if you look at every other year, his other five or six years in the major leagues, ERAs are all under two. Strikeout rate is good. Everything that you'd want in a reliever. So he has done a really, really good job uh, in most of his seasons in the major leagues and the twins the twins have a better bullpen today than they did a week as, ago. as i told you if they had got stroman on sunday and right now we were talking about dyson um romo and stroman we'd be thrilled yep. we'll get patrick royce's thoughts on the trade deadline when we come back here is he gonna is he gonna pile on or is he gonna be a voice of of reason i guess voice we'll, of we'll reason is my guess knowing patrick i would probably put uh, chips on that table too yep you know there's a lot of voices of reason at luther brookdale toyota They've uh, they've helped talk me off ledges because I don't really know anything about cars. I'm just going to admit it. I don't. I hear a any sort of noise and I get paranoid with uh, with vehicles. So it's it's good to have 
someone or a group of people inside that service department, Luther Brookdale Toyota, that can just, whether it's an oil change or uh, something more significant, I know they've got my back. They've had my family's back for 30-plus years, some of the most knowledgeable, friendly people in the industry. It just it's a, it's a place that once you stop in, get that experience in the showroom area, looking for a new car, used car, or you just get some uh, simple maintenance and service done, I promise you, you're probably not going to look elsewhere. I, I see all kinds of car dealerships and service departments around the Twin Cities. I don't even think twice anymore. Luther Brookdale Toyota is my spot, and it will continue to be my spot on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Time for the Score North download. We've been talking Twins all hour or all show and pretty much all day because of the trade deadline happened and the Twins made a little bit of a move while the Astros made a lot of bit of a move. And so you can join Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Rami Maklov, John Zolgat, and former Minnesota Twin Glenn Perkins for a special recording of the Score North Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball, next Tuesday, August 6th, beginning at 5 p.m. for Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis, where you can talk about all these moves and what the Twins will do for the rest of the season. All attendees will receive one complimentary beer, courtesy of Modest Brewing Company, with prizes, with prize giveaways throughout the night. The event is free, but you must register to attend. Register right now over at scorenorth.com slash Glenn. All right, thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Job with Rami. Rami will be back in a couple days. We're back on Monday. All right, Royce, the floor is yours. What do you Cheap think? Steinbrenners. Cheap Steinbrenners. <laughs> they didn't make a move with that lousy pitching staff. How about that? Those cheap, those cheap Steinbrenners. They gave up 67 runs in six games, and they didn't even make a move. What the hell? It's amazing. Brutal. It is weird. It's it's, it's uh, for as much hand wringing as you know we've been doing here about the Twins. The Yankees did nothing today, and uh, and the Strohs did it. I was I did not know that Greinke. Not that the Twins would have done it at that price. Fifty three million is uh, what they took. The uh, the, the Diamondbacks paid twenty four, and uh, they still got to pay fifty three million. The uh, Astros or something, but. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't realize that the uh, Twins were on his no-trade list. So 15, 15 of the 30 teams, I guess, were on his no-trade list. So yeah. anyway, not that they would have gotten it anyway. So, yeah, I think Dice, Dice, Dyson's okay. I didn't. We, we didn't talk much about him. I was hoping for the lefty. I was hoping that they'd get a lefty for the pen. But uh, he's okay as long as you don't try to make him the closer. Uh, what was it? 2016, he was kind of an out-of-nowhere guy in Texas, and he did real well for him down the stretch and had like 14 saves. And the next year, they tried to give him the job, and he had a 10 ERA. Yep. And they ended up, uh, he choked all over himself, and they ended up trading him to the Giants. And then he kind of re- revitalized himself and uh, and, uh, you know, he throws uh, fairly hard, and uh, maybe he'll be a good contrast to Romo. I don't know. I don't think it's bad right now. But I like Duffy. I like the way he's throwing it. And uh, I, you know, I, I still like May. I don't know what the hell. you got to stop hanging those hooks. But uh, throw more fastballs, throw so fewer cool balls. And uh, what, what if Lewis Thorpe could be the other lefty? Then you're okay. Then you're okay. So we'll see. I think the bullpen, uh, you know, was taken care of a lot. You know, I, I would rather have Sam Dyson than Ken Giles getting cornerstone shots in his <laughs> yeah. elbows. 
I agree with that. And giving up and giving up, uh, giving up some pretty good, uh, you know, material. You know, they gave up. They gave up quite a bit for this guy. Can you imagine if they'd gone up a level, what they would have had to give it up? Because this, uh, you know, everybody's saying, well, Davis and then uh, the, the the one kid, uh, whatever his name is, the, the uh, Hispanic kid is way down in the minors. But uh, I looked up the Korean kid at, at uh, Cedar Rapids, and uh, he hadn't given up anything. He's got a lot of strikeouts, and uh, he might be a prospect too. So they, you know, they gave up something to get nice. And I would imagine if they... Wanted to take a flyer on a guy like Giles, it would have cost him even more, but I wouldn't touch him, not when he's getting quarter sound shots. When you get those 98-mile-hour guys getting quarter sound shots in the uh, elbow, no thank you. What's your theory, Pat, about what's going on in a league now where two of the premium pitchers traded in the last four days went to bad teams with Bauer going to the Reds last night? This is bizarre. I had lunch with the great Sharkman today, and I think we figured out the uh, the Cincinnati trade is that uh, basically Cincinnati wanted to get rid of their pain in the ass Puig, <laughs> and the Cleveland wanted to get rid of their pain in the ass Bauer. And yeah, they said, "Yeah, we'll take Bauer, and you'll take uh, take Puig, and then we'll uh, figure out the other guys." So, but I do think I heard you guys talking actually earlier. I do think Cincinnati thinks they're going to take a run at it next year, so they figure they got Bauer as their best pitcher for you know for a year there. And uh, since he'll never sign any good a one year contract anyway, uh, you know they can keep him around, I guess. Uh, I, obviously, it's a surprise. The Stroman one, I still haven't figured that out. But the uh, the Matt Syndergaard pitch is great last night, and then they decide, okay, he's off the table. So they. They have an owner yes. who still thinks who still thinks they're a contender, you know, to make the playoffs that they can sneak into the uh, National League playoffs. So, I, but I, I don't know what the big picture on getting Stroman was. I uh, talked to somebody today who says he's kind of a wiener head, uh, Stroman. So anyway, hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but he's kind of a jerk. Uh, he doesn't come off that way publicly, but uh, anyway, so. Uh, but I certainly would have taken it. There's no doubt about it. But I looked it up once again just to, uh, and actually I misread it. You know that the Twins have the third best starters ERA in the American League. Yeah, we actually we just we actually just referenced your tweet right before the break, and yeah. I think I think there's two ways to look at it. Number one. Yeah, everyone's pitching is getting rocked this season. So if you think the Twins pitching is struggling, look at the Yankees pitching. Look at everyone's pitching. But the way I would I, and you know me, I'm a big stat guy, and even wins above replacement show the Twins have a top five or six uh, number. I, I still think of it in terms of, do I trust Kyle Gibson against Aaron Judge? And the answer well, is, is no. So No, no, that's true. But I think there's the only team that could, in, a, in baseball, there's two teams in baseball right now who've got pitchers they can trust against them, the Dodgers and the Astros. So, you know, I, I mean, what trade... Nobody could make a trade for Syndergaard, okay? So you couldn't, you weren't going to get him, okay? You're not getting Syndergaard. Uh, you're not getting Mad Bomb, apparently. They didn't. If the Twins can't make a trade for, I don't think you can be mad at the Twins for not making a trade for one of these guys if nobody made a trade for them. You know what I'm saying? If nobody in baseball, with as many teams as are looking at for pitching, were capable of making a trade for Syndergaard and Bumgartner. And and uh, and Robbie Ray, 
the Yankees were trying to get Robbie Ray. The Yankees couldn't get Robbie Ray from Arizona. I don't think you could be mad at the Twins. And if somebody gets traded somewhere else, uh, and not Greinke, but if somebody gets traded somewhere else and they didn't get him, then maybe it can be bad at him. But I, I would have thought that they could have done much better for Stroman than the Mets did, but I don't know. Did the, That's, did the, you just hit on the key did one. Toronto, did Toronto just make that trade without asking? I, do, just, I yes, think I'm not. Jump the gun. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that, Pat. You got to go at Toronto. I don't care what you have to do. But it's too simple just to be like, well, they made a dumb trade. No, I'm not buying the Stroman thing. I think yeah, Stroman well, I was out know. there. Yeah, yeah, well, he was out there. It's just no, that's what I'm saying. Of, but it's just a question of it. It looks like they – I it, it almost looks like they made the trade before they got their bids, right? I mean, they, you know, it, they made a trade, what, three days ago, and everybody's getting ready to tell them what they're going to give them for. It was uh, it was really weird. I, I'll have to ask you when I see the fellas what the hell that deal was. That's that's the one that makes no sense because uh, neither of those pitching prospects that they gave up are on the top 100 list, right? Yeah. So, hey, hey, Patrick. It's ha- uh, weird. Have you ever seen a guy be traded left in the game that he's playing for his former team for and then engage <laughs> in a, a bench-clearing brawl, which is almost certain to get him suspended as a member no, of his new team? No, but if you would have asked me who would have done that, I would have <laughs> said, yes, El Puig. He always will be an idiot. And, uh, I do. I, you know who I would have liked to trade it for today, though? Amir Garrett. I want him on my team. Yeah. <laughs> That fella didn't grow up in the suburbs, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> did not grow up in the suburbs. You were across the street giving him a hard time. He was going to come over and kick your ass. You better not. You better not be shouting across the street corner at Amir. Hey, you tall drink of water. He'd come over and kick that crap out of you. It was fantastic. Yeah, that's the it. that's the type of dude you need when you're against the heart of the Yankees lineup, right? Just <laughs> bring right, it on. Right. Knock Aaron Judd on his ass and stare him down. That was that was unbelievable. That was, uh, it made me go back to, uh, God, it was so long ago, I was trying to remember what the fight was, and I found it, 1974, Bobby Darwin and the Brewers, uh, the, the Twins are playing the Brewers, the Twins hit Bobby Coluccio in the head, basically laid him out at home plate, all hell broke loose, and Bobby Darwin was up in the clubhouse, he wasn't playing, Met Stadium, come tearing down the steps, charging over to the Brewers, the middle of the pile, then he then they had an outfielder named Ken Barry, and he chased him through the dugout out around the field. <laughs> All around, it was fantastic. After the game, I said, "Bobby, can Kenny Barry fight?" He said, "No, but he sure can run." <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't catch him. It was that was my favorite all time fight. Although I think that was the night Randy Huntley wrenched his knee and basically never played again during that brawl yeah. too. So. Hey, uh, I think we might have a new. That was a great. That was a great fight, though, wasn't it? Wow! It was amazing. We hey, real quick in in the last minute here, uh, just based on his two FSN interviews and his his one oh, outing, man. we might have a new Twins fan. move over Williams Astadio because Sergio yeah. Romo might be number one on the list right now. And and by the way, if you're that old gal who came up to Eddie Gardano and asked him if he spoke English, and he said yes, but I don't speak Spanish. Uh, Sergio Romo's from California, so he's a fine uh, inter- he's a fine interview, and uh, he's a character, isn't he? He is a little character. 
Uh, it was funny. He came in the first hitter, six sliders. Then he threw a couple of fastballs, but he came, he came first six pitches he threw last night, sliders. Yeah. Yeah, that thing, that's that's one of the most unique sliders you're you're ever going to see. And, and the fact it's coming from a guy who's five foot eight probably makes the whole angle of the thing different for these guys, too. I mean, just, you know, it's down. I mean, he's a little short guy. Yeah, so, he's uh, anyway. he's fun to watch. He'll be he'll be good. He'll be good for the Twins. We'll we'll, we'll see. Audra and uh, Marty are gonna, are gonna love him, aren't they? Yeah, he's gonna They're be gonna a go-to him. interview. Yes, yes. All right, all right, Pat. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Uh, that's uh, rapping with Roycey every single day on the show. So, well, okay, we let's dive into this tomorrow because I've got I've got something about the Astros' approach in their window. Okay. Compared to the Twins' first try, the windows, but the windows, the window wasn't open in the offseason for the Twins, but the window was open at this deadline. I'm going to tease to tomorrow's show. Jeez. There's something we have to talk Until about tomorrow. 4 o'clock tomorrow. That the Twins need to steal from the Astros. They had a chance to steal it today. Can they still they steal didn't. it? They didn't. They can't steal it until the offseason now. Well, it feels almost too late. They can't Anticlimactic. St- Heck of a tease, though. Can't help them this year. All right. Mackie and Judd with Rami and Score North Twin Show Reaction, all podcastable at scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. I put myself in their shoes, become much smarter, and then tell you what they're going to do. Here's Dari Nope. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.